Chapter Seventeen of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen: A Business Transaction. Business prospered with Daisy. It really astonished Mrs. Bryant to find that from the first there was a brisk market for dolls. One would think that all the little children in town had been forgotten or neglected until now, she said looking on one morning with a puzzled air while a woman from factory lane whom she knew only by sight carefully selected two neatly dressed red-cheeked misses as birthday offerings for the twins and counted out with great satisfaction her silver pieces in payment the woman overheard her and looked up with a smile i didn't forget mine ma'am nor neglect them exactly though they never had a boughten dolly in their lives and they will be six to-morrow but you see the way of it is that i never had a cent of money to spend on such things not once since they were born though many's the time i've walked up and down the street before the store windows and picked out what i would like to buy them and wished and counted and shook my head and been that silly that i cried a tear or two because i knew i mustn't do it you can't call that neglecting you know though they are to have their first boughten dollies to-morrow i think the one in the pink sash is a trifle the prettier ma'am don't you this last to daisy who gravely considered it while her mother continued the conversation are times easier with you now mrs dobbs the questioner's voice was sympathy itself her own sharp experience had led her to have always a warm heart for the poor mrs dobbs's face flushed slightly and she hesitated a moment there's not much easy to speak of she said at last we have none of us starved so far and maybe we won't though the prospect ahead ain't none of the brightest being a widow yourself ma'am you don't know how hard it is it's the drink that makes the trouble when he keeps sober there isn't a better provider in the town and he is that fond of the twins that he will get up in the night to see if they are safe covered if he hasn't been drinking but it seems that he can't pass hogan's saloon without going in and payday when he comes from the office he has to pass right by the door and hogan he keeps on the lookout for payday he's sharp hogan is and so it goes there ought to be some kind of a law against them places don't you think ma'am mrs bryant's cheeks were red now they had been pale for a moment then had flushed crimson so this poor woman really thought that she being a widow was too well off to sympathize what terrible burdens were these which made even death seem a relief she could not trust herself to speak her opinion of them places but line did yes there ought mrs dobbs and mother thinks so too there will be one of these days you see if there isn't mrs dobbs drew a long patient sigh as she said well indeed and i hope it won't be too late to help him it isn't as if he was ugly you see he is that kind when he isn't in liquor that the women on the street fairly envy me and he means not to drink he promises and promises and i try to believe him every time because i know he means it but the habit has got hold of him you know and habit is an awful tyrant ma'am 
mrs bryant had found her voice again and now spoke the thought which was troubling her perhaps my little girl ought not to take this money for dollies mrs dobbs you need it for so many things and children are quite happy without such things a little pillow with an apron tied around it does nicely or even a smooth stick my daisy has such a doll of which she is very fond you mustn't suppose you are neglecting your children because you do not think it right to spend money for such things i quite agree with you but the curious smile of satisfaction had returned to the face of mrs dobbs and she was eager with her answer oh ma'am it has all been taken out of my hands and i'm that glad that i don't hardly know what to do i'd never have thought of buying them not this season anyhow but for what happened yesterday you see the twins was playing out in the road and they had a stick like what you tell about for a dolly nothing in the world but a little old stick ma'am only it had a knot on it that they thought looked like a head and one day when he was sober he put some eyes and a mouth to it and a nose and it did look cute and i dressed it up in a bit of turkey red calico that i had left over from the comforters i made last winter for the factory men and they set great store by it and they was playing out in the road and laid it down flat in the road ma'am they ain't generally that careless but they forgot and a carriage came by fast and what did them horses do but step on that baby and break it right in two an exclamation of horror from daisy at this moment warned her mother that the story was growing too tragic what a blessing that it was only a stick she hastened to say oh yes ma'am it was but then there was the twins and if it had been real flesh and blood they couldn't have took on worse they sobbed and they cried and i didn't know what in the world to do with them i was sorry for em and fretted with them both at once i didn't know but i'd have to spank them out there in the street and yet i kissed them and tried to comfort them poor children said mrs bryant trying not to smile for line was laughing at the queer way in which the story was told though daisy was grave enough yes sure enough i was awful sorry for them but what was i to do the stick was broke right square in two and all mud and dirt at that and there was them too a screamin fit to rouse the neighbourhood and the folks in the carriage heard them don't you think though the horses were dashing along dreadful fast when they stepped on the dolly and what did that driver do but turn around at last and come back to where we was standing a fussing over that broke stick there was ladies in the carriage and children and a handsome gentleman who did the talking what's the matter says he the little ones were not hurt i hope well the twins was kind of took up with the horses and fine carriage and they didn't howl so loud so i had a chance to speak but then ma'am what had i to say i give you my word that i never felt more like a half-witted creature in my life than i did when i held up them two pieces of an old stick with some red cloth tied around them and tried to explain that they was a dolly and that the twins's heart was broke because it was broken too i didn't know how i did it but they seemed to understand the ladies laughed a little which i don't wonder at i'm sure it was a ridiculous kind of a time and one of them said your life seems to be strangely interwoven with dolls nowadays father 
them was the very words ma'am i remembered them because they sounded so smooth and nice like music somehow though i didn't understand what she meant of course a grand gentleman like that hasn't much to do with dolls but he smiled and then he spoke to the twins just as kind and told them he was very sorry indeed for the accident that he wouldn't have had his horses do such a thing for a great deal but that they must forgive them because they were only horses and didn't know any better and a lot more nice pleasant things he said then he gave them each an orange and the ladies gave them some candy and one little girl a lovely child with curly hair and such pretty eyes twitched at his sleeve and whispered something and he said sure enough that's a good idea then what did he do but call me to his side of the carriage and while the twins was so took up with the oranges and candy and everything that they forgot to cry he gave me this very money that i'm laying down here this minute and says he now my good woman remember that it is only for dolls two of the best that you can buy for the money one for each of them it is no more than justice after what my horses have done then he told me where to go and i'm sure it is a nice place i didn't know there was such a place in town and i'll tell my neighbors ma'am and if they have any dolls to buy this is the place to come and he said again to me just as the carriage was going on remember mrs dobbs says he that money is for nothing else in the world but dolls and so you see ma'am i wouldn't have any right to spend it in any other way though i can think of a hundred things this minute that we ought to have but it wouldn't be honest you know that woman is the best stocked with ands of any person i ever heard talk line said the moment the door closed after her mother did you notice how they rolled out and tucked themselves in wherever there was a little bit of a cranny for them isn't she queer she is another victim said mrs bryant with a sigh and as she thought of hogan's saloon and of all the other saloons on dangerous corners and much frequented streets her heart gave a little throb of gratitude over the fact that the feet of her once tempted one now trod the safe and sheltered pathways prepared for those whom god has called away from all temptation and that they go no more out forever for the first time since mrs dobbs had appeared daisy now spoke mother that little girl in the carriage who whispered to her father was d i think i do not doubt it little daughter and the father who gave his money so freely was judge dunmore you are indebted to him for a great many kindnesses daisy but mother this was not giving was it with a little hesitancy and emphasis over the word i mean it was not giving to me it was just a business transaction don't you think certainly said mrs bryant with a little gleam of amusement in her eyes the sturdy independence of this small daughter while it pleased her was at times very amusing so far as you are concerned it may be called a perfectly plain business transaction yet people can be kind in that line as well as in others it was very kind in judge dunmore to remember you and send customers over here instead of somewhere else yes'm said daisy thoughtfully i think it was but then mother 
well my daughter if he had not sent her here and she had gone somewhere else and bought dollies the man or whoever has them to sell would have been glad and now he can be sorry if he knows it because he lost this chance what about that mrs bryant laughed outright you are going too deeply into the question for me now i'm afraid she said you will have to take that thought to miss webster to talk over or perhaps to the judge himself he is a lawyer you know it is only a share in custom which you want though that is perfectly fair is it not i suppose so with a curious little sigh but then it seems strange some way that i have to be glad over what makes somebody else sorry things seem a little like that everywhere i think i would like a world where everybody could be glad at once there is such a world said mrs bryant softly a tender look in her eyes and a wistful going forward to the glad day when they should all be there as for line she looked simply amused these flights of daisies were delicious to her but daisy's face was still thoughtful though her mind had turned to another phase of the subject which came to the surface presently mother i am very sorry for the twins sorry for them exclaimed line think of those lovely dollies that will be in their arms in a few minutes the prettiest dressed ones in the crowd i believe i took special pains with that tucked skirt only yesterday i know said daisy they are very nice and i am very glad the tucked skirt was on one of them line but for all that it must have been terrible to stand there and see their wooden dolly crushed i cannot help thinking what if it had been arabella aurelia line's laugh rang out merrily then but her face also shadowed over after a moment and as she watched daisy out of the room she said mother whatever would become of such an unpractical little mouse as daisy if she had not you and ben and me to take care of her the lord can take care of his own said the mother and line was silenced from this date there sprung up a brisk business connected with factory lane whether money grew more plentiful there or whether each child in the region became so envious of the twins as to make it necessary to take some steps for their relief daisy bryant did not know but certain it was that during the next two weeks many new dollies went down that way to live and line was kept very busy evenings fitting out others to take the places of those who had moved queer little customers they had sometimes affording unbounded amusement to the older ones and opportunity for much philosophical musing on the part of daisy two neat and trim little dutch women came one day in their odd little caps and roly-poly bodies the older one with the quaintest neckerchief pinned around her throat and tucked into the waist in front after the fashion of her mother and grandmother line studied the costume carefully and declared that some dollies dressed in that way would take extremely well she believed and consulted d who happened to be present as to what she thought about it meantime but a few rods from the house a discussion was in progress among the dutch maidens only one had bought a new dolly and she was the younger of the two 
the other had brought her treasure somewhat the worse for wear close clasped in loving arms but alas for her mother heart its charms began rapidly to fade before those of the new and elegantly dressed dolly all in spotless white with tucked skirts and embroidered overskirts and a lovely white cape bonnet covering its head hilda seized upon it gave one delighted look at it then suddenly hiding its charms behind her held forward her own battered and bruised dolly with ink on its dress not only but also on its long-suffering face you may have my doll she said to gretchen my dear margaretta that you love so much all for your truly own and i will have this new dolly without any name for me gretchen sweet-faced and unselfish unworldly too put her small fat hands on her small sides and considered the question evidently not struck with the supreme selfishness of this offer she did love margaretta she had often hugged and kissed her sweet black face she had often rocked her to sleep why should she not let hilda have the new dolly who it was true had no name and take the one whose very name she loved it was line who interfered she and daisy were just starting on an errand when the customers came and had followed them in time to hear the discussion oh no said line hastily gretchen's mother would not like that gretchen must take the new dolly home to show her mother she is the one who bought it you would not be honest hilda to take it from her the dolly has a name its name is frida instantly were gretchen's arms outstretched to receive back her treasure but hilda would not yield she thrust the doll farther and farther behind her and stood back on her sturdy little heels and declared she would not give it up and resisted line who tried to coax her until finally it was settled by the coming of a stout german woman who was watching in the doorway near at hand she took hold of fair gretchen with the air of one who had a right to manage her called her a little simpleton for letting go of her dolly wrenched it with no gentle hand from hilda's grasp giving her a smart slap on her fat arm at the same moment and bidding her go about her business line and daisy went about theirs the former laughing the latter only sober line what made you say that dolly's name was frida this was her first gravely put question oh to help the little thing get back her own she has a big sister named frida whom she loves very much and i knew as soon as she heard the name she would assert her rights but line was it quite true oh yes i named her you see that very moment she was without a name and had to have one so i named her they can change the name if they do not like it you know but i feel certain that that dolly will be named frida from this time forth silence for several minutes then daisy mrs hutchins was nearly three weeks naming her baby before she could find one nice enough and you named this dolly in just a minute and that hilda was willing to give up hers just because the other was newer and prettier another minute of silence then a sigh which came from the depths of daisy's troubled heart as she said dolls are very unsatisfying line it isn't any of it truly is it 
End of chapter 17